0: The Takeaway. I'm Nancy Solomon in for Melissa Harris-Perry. On Tuesday, the 2022 Emmy nominations were announced, and for the third year in a row, HBO's A Black Lady Sketch Show was nominated for Outstanding Variety Sketch Series. This year, it received five nominations in total, including nods for writing, directing, and editing. A black lady sketch show is a testament to just how wonderfully weird and insightful things get when some of the best black women comedians gather. And the show's success owes a great deal to the vision of its star and creator, Robin Thede. Here's Thede in a season three sketch, giving a hair-centric weather report.
1: Well, it also looks like we have more showers and storms in the forecast for today as a cold front makes its way across the state like a wide-tooth comb on wash day. The rain continues on Tuesday, so I'm not recommending a wash-and-go style just yet. You need to go wash-and-go bundle up with some Malaysian, Brazilian, Peruvian, kinky straight, kinky curly, doesn't matter. Anywhere from five to eight packs should do it if you want to get on these IG levels of beauty. You know what I mean?
0: Melissa spoke with Didi back in April when the third season of A Black Lady Sketch Show premiered.
1: It is epic. It's bigger and better than ever. <laughs> we are doing things that, you know, our second season was shot entirely during the COVID uh, pandemic, as was our third But the second one was like really early. It was in 2020. So it was intense and we couldn't have a lot of the things that we, you know, normally would want to use a lot of background extras, kids, animals, people in close proximity to each other. So it was, it was difficult, but uh, in season three, we were able to relax some of those things as our whole set was vaccinated. And so we still worked in PPE and all of that good stuff, but we were able to, you know, Do some of the bigger, more momentous uh, things with stunts and choreography and crowds and kids and animals and all that kind of stuff that we wanted to do uh, back in season two and weren't able to. So we have 40 plus guest stars, everyone from Vanessa Williams, Ava DuVernay, Michaela J. Rodriguez, David Allen Greer, Tommy Davidson. I mean, so many people go the list goes on and on. It's amazing. Look,
2: you do break some of those rules, right? Those rules about don't work with animals, don't work with kids, right? You are, just to be clear, a very beautiful human being, but you are not afraid of very physical comedy. What makes you courageous in your comedy?
1: Oh, well, thank you for saying that. I Yeah, we are not afraid to work with any of those things. We are literally, uh, nothing is off limits. Um, on the show, but it can't be right. If you want to make a sketch show, it has to be this magical reality where a unicorn can show up wherever (laughs) if necessary. So I think for me, it's just about how can we continue to challenge what sketch comedy looks like? You know, originally I set out knowing we were going to be on HBO to create the most beautiful cinematic sketch show that had ever existed. Obviously also one of the funniest, but you know, the visuals are just as important as the jokes for us because I want people to feel like they're kind of transported for that half hour that they're watching the show.
2: Okay. That, that point about the sets, about the being transported goes to, and I almost hate to say this, a recent tweet. Um, so for those who don't follow you on Twitter, help folks understand the difference between a skit and a sketch.
1: Lord, thank you. So, a sketch is written. They take us months to write. They are I mean not one sketch, but they go through a long process of editing and they're they have full full beginning, middle, end on our show. They have twists right before the end. They're a narrative story. They have fully developed characters. A skit is like what you do you know at your junior high pep rally where you know the quarterback goes on stage and pretends to be the cheerleader or whatever you know it's like typically a skit is not written they can be written but they're just a loose kind of um interpretation of comedy which is very good and fun you know i have a lot of skits that i like but um a sketch is something that professional ah, or semi-professional but that writers (laughs) write and uh has fully realized narratives and characters so you know. It's why I put sketch in the title of the show. It's why it's called a Black Lady Sketch Show. And people still go out of their way to go, oh, I love a Black Lady Sketch Show. My favorite skit was when, and I'm like, ah, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. But I am also a sketch comedy nerd. And of course, I think most people think sketch and skit are interchangeable. Um, But to purists, they know that they're uh, very different and that one is highly offensive to the other. (laughs)
2: the thing when you love your craft, right? I mean, I for me, if you send me a letter with a split infinitive, I have to work really, really hard to ever try to take you seriously again. Exactly. So, so I get it, I get it. All right. The thing though about a sketch, about that production, about the fact that you can already tell me so much about season three means that you're not responding just week to week about what's happening in the world. Is there a trade-off there that ever feels um, unsatisfying to you?
1: No, not at all. I was in topical comedy for five years in late night before doing the sketch show, and it was—it's the last thing I wanted to be doing. <laughs> I was exhausted. I don't want to chase the news cycle. Um, you know, everyone's really excited because obviously, Katanji Brown Jackson—we which we are thrilled about. Everyone's reposting our favorite uh, Black Lady courtroom sketch. Courtroom Kiki. Uh, courtroom Kiki is being posted all over the place, which we love. And people are like, oh, we can't wait till you do a Supreme Court sketch. And I'm like, I finished writing this show last August and we finished shooting it in December of 2021. So there's no making a sketch, you know, the week of we are not Saturday Night Live, you know, and that's the magic of what they do. But the magic of what we do is that we get to create this narrative universe where we get to have recurring characters and tell these stories that are current, but not topical. So the show is always going to feel relevant to today, but it's never going to tackle something from the week's news. Um, And I think that's how we stay relevant, honestly, because um, we don't have to chase those stories and compete with other shows that, that have to do that. So for us, we only tell the stories that can uniquely be on a black lady sketch show. And that's how we avoid, you know, crossover, because there's a lot of people that write sketches for the internet and for television. And there's a lot of the same kind of group think about what should be a sketch. So for us, it's about, well, we don't want anybody thinking that we're doing the same sketch that they've done. So we've got, we've had to carve out our own universe and, and make sure, you know, that those sketches really fit within what we do and what we do only.
2: So we've talked a bit here about the sketch part. Let's talk about the black lady part. What does it mean to say it's a black lady sketch show? Is that about who it's for who it's by, who it's about, some combination of those.
1: For me, when I named the show, I just didn't want people to be confused. When they tuned in, I didn't want them to be like, where are the white people? So it's like, well, I just put it in the title. You literally know what you're tuning into. It's also a who's on first joke. So, you know, if, if you say, oh, I'm watching a black lady sketch show, somebody will say, which one? And no, a black lady sketch show. Yeah, but what's the name? You know, so that was always fun to me too. But um Uh, Yeah, no, it's about who makes it, who it's for, and the point of view. Um, But it's also a political take, if you think about it. Um, It's a political action for us to even be in this genre. It has been so heavily dominated by men, and particularly white men, um, that uh, not since Chappelle and Kim Peel and The Living Color, obviously, being the pinnacle of black sketch comedy. But we've never had black women taking the forefront and and being in the driver's seat. So for me it was also a declarative, right? It was saying like no, this is what it is and this is what you're going to get. But at the end of the day this the show is universally funny. It's specifically cast, but it's universally funny. So I think that's all the also the irony is that So many people who are not black ladies watch this show and enjoy it. And I think that, again, is a political statement. It's saying not even just political, but sort of this like evening of the playing field. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, I don't know what you thought you were going to get when you watch this show, but you're going to end up laughing even if you don't get all the jokes. Comedy is universal. And that is the normalizer, right? I always want to tell these modern black stories where we just get to be normal and we're not always super strong or... Or on the other end of the spectrum, we're not seen as criminals all the time or whatever. You know, it's just this way of portraying us as modern um, Black women who can do a myriad of things, great and small. Um, So I think that was where all that kind of came from.
2: And that's true, being modern Black women who specialize in the holy impossible, they can do all things great and small. It's true both in the content of the show, but also in the reality of who's on and making the show. You... Are not a newcomer to this world. And I know for me, one of the most exciting things is to work with young talent and then watch them go off and become like exceptional stars in their own right. How are you feeling these days when you turn on the television and see that incredible Abbott Elementary?
1: (laughs) The pause you took. I could tell this show has meant a lot to you. Well, I I get it, it means a lot to me too. It's fantastic. No, I feel like, you know, this is how Lorne Michaels must feel when Bill Hader goes and makes Barry, you know, and like um, when Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell and all these amazing people leave the show and go on to all of these amazing things. Like that was the whole intention of this show was to develop a legacy and a stomping ground through which all of these amazing performers, writers, producers, department heads can come through and do their greatest work so that they can achieve their dreams, you know, and I tell them on day one, you were underestimated everywhere else, but that's not gonna happen here. And the proof is in the pudding. I mean, you guys don't even know yet, but there are many other cast members (laughs) who have come through the show or who are currently on the show who are working on amazing other projects. I mean, we all know that Ashley Nicole Black has been a Mm writer-producer on Ted Lasso. Like, you know, the things that they do between when they shoot this show are phenomenal. And I think Quinta can easily win an Emmy for her performance and she's and along with her cast. They're so incredible. And they met on a black lady sketch show. She met Cheryl Lee Ralph on a black lady sketch show in a viral proposal sketch. She met um, Tyler in our Roman Julissa sketch season one. So, you know, all of that comes from the nucleus of this show and that that is the entire point. And I know people are in my mentions dragging me all the time. Where's Quinta? Why isn't Quinta on the show? And I'm like, You can watch her Tuesdays on Abbott Elementary. That is where you should be supporting her. Like she's moved on to this incredible project. And that is exactly the point. And I know people just want to see her on everything, as do I. But the whole point to me is that my joy comes in watching them achieve their dream. I've achieved mine with this show. And now they get to go achieve theirs because of their involvement, you know, in small way to their involvement here, which is great.
2: I so appreciate hearing that this show is in part the realization of a dream for you, but I do have to ask, what are some of the other dreams? What might be next in the future?
1: Um, I just love breaking genre boundaries. I love going into when I went into late night and saying, okay, yeah, I'm only the fourth black woman to host a late night show. Like let's continue to define what this can be. When I went into sketch, I'm the first black woman to create, um, you know, uh, a sketch of first black woman to be nominated for all of, you know, there's always a bunch of firsts. I was the first black woman to be a head writer in late night. Like I just keep going, Oh, where are we not invited? Okay. I'm going to go into that area and make room for us because I don't take from granted any of the access that I've been given or been, you know, working really hard for. And I just think, what's the point if I'm not, you know, kicking that door open for so many behind us. I do
2: have to take the moment to just share this with you as you say that like tears come to my eyes because I remember and you very well may not um, but this was years ago. Um, Black Lady Sketch Show had not even launched yet. I think it must have been 2016. And it was the White House Correspondence Dinner. It was like at the bar afterward. And you were very much, I was very much in a very bad place in my life. You were very much in a very good place. And I can remember you walking and you were, you know, you're just sort of walking. And I watched you start to pass. And then I, you saw me out of the corner of your eye. And you turned around, and you stopped talking, you came, you said hello, we talked for a moment. And it just always really impacted me, and I uh, haven't ever had a chance to just really say thank you for that, and um, how much it made me a fan of you as a person, in addition to a fan of your work.
1: I, totally tearing up too. I do remember that moment. I remember it like it was yesterday, and um, it was really important. At that, like I literally, you're right. I walked past, but then I was like, wait, <laughs> like, and I was like, I have to say something to her. And yeah, you were going through a lot, but I also um, just felt really compelled to share with you how much your work meant to me and that it was so important that you kept going despite, you know, everything that was going on. And I think my stories, those are times when I think, yeah, Robin, take your own advice. I mean, I made (laughs) this show because my late night show got canceled and I was going to make this show anyway, but I wasn't going to be on it. And then Issa said to me, Issa Ray said to me, we got to do this together. And yes, of course you have to be on it. But I had to, there's moments where I have to check in with myself and say, yeah, you're down right now, but this isn't your story, you know? And so many people want this. I think, oh my God, what if I would have just wallowed in self-pity and not made the sketch <laughs> show because exactly. I was just stuck, you know? What What would have been prevented for so many others if I would have done that?
2: I'm so glad that you made the show and that you're continuing to make it and right Issa, of course, you have to be in it. Robin Thede is the creator and the star of a black (laughs) lady sketch show. Robin, thank you so much. Thank you.